I'm going to be uh, try to be as expeditious as a pastor can be this morning, uh, so because we have a lot of uh, of ground to cover in the next few minutes of time. To, this morning is a very special day for us. It is a day, uh, this is a bit of a commissioning. Uh, we prefer to use the word sending service for, for Whitney Browning. Uh, she is not, uh, leaving us necessarily. She's just going to be somewhere else. And I know you said that doesn't make sense, Pastor. Sure it does. Because she is never going to part from us. She is just going to be at a long extension of ministry of this church. And we are so thankful. And we want today, even though it could tend to be a little bit melancholic, we want to today to, uh, to celebrate uh, what the Lord has taken Whitney into today. We have several videos to watch. Uh, with, and uh, all of these are totally foreign or uh, the family hasn't seen them, if you get my drift, in any way. So it may be a little bit emotional at times, but again, we're here to celebrate and worship the Lord. And uh, sometimes that means we go with family, we go into a... Uh, a season of reminiscing. The older you get, especially when you're Scots age, reminiscing seems to be the popular, uh, you know, emotion of the hour, you know. But uh, we hope that this just blesses you, family. Uh, we want to bless Whitney, but we do, we want to bless you as well and those that couldn't be here of the family this morning, likewise. Before any great ship is sent out to sea, it typically is... Is commissioned. Yes, kids church. Kids church. Vicky's remind me. I think all the kids are already in kids church actually. So, uh, before any ship is sent out to sea, it is typically, it is commissioned. Any great ship is commissioned. Uh, you may have seen this in the movies and on TV where they, I think they actually break a bottle of champagne over the bow of the ship and we certainly are not going to break something over Whitney today, but but we do want to commission her. Today's the day of sending. We're sending, as I've already said, one of us, and that is Whitney. We're sending you to into fields that are white. The fields are white here in Bluefield, but we know they're also very white in South Africa as well. So as a means of admonition, I want to, you to hear from not only myself, uh, but I think it's very uh, exciting to hear from a few people, Whitney, of, that have impacted your life. This morning you're going to hear from people that have impacted your uh, life from the past and that are, have impacted your life in the what we would refer to as the present, but also voices that you are going to continue to hear in your life into your future. So we have the first video ready. I want you, some of you all, some of you are going to recognize this person right off the bat. Others of you, I'll just tell you who it is after the video is completed. Hi, Whitney. Zell and I really wish we could be there for your special sending service today. Unfortunately, we can't do that. But we really appreciate Pastor N.R. extending the invitation to us to be able to share this short video message with you. Whitney, we're amazed at what God has already done in your life. It has truly been the work of the Lord. You've already gone to several nations. You've already been part of teams working to share the gospel, to share the good news of the kingdom. And now you're getting ready to enter into a whole new chapter 
And God's going to continue to use you in miraculous ways. Pastor N.R. and I were talking about this the other day. And I don't always remember different words that God impresses upon me to share with other people. But I do remember what he had me share over you when you were a little girl. At the time, you were suffering from nightmares, night terrors. Uh, you were having really bad dreams and really battling with fear. You were very timid. And I know it was a real challenge for your family at that time. And so we were having prayer as a, as part of a service. And I remember that God impressed upon my heart to speak over you that he would help you conquer that fear and that he would mold you into an instrument and a mouthpiece for him to the nations. And look what God has done. God is always faithful to fulfill his plans and his purposes for us. And that is what he's doing for you. We're so excited for you. And you have fulfilled the scripture that Jesus spoke in Mark chapter 5. Where he told uh, J. Iris, don't be afraid. Only believe. And you have demonstrated that in your life already. And here you are getting ready to be part of this wonderful team, uh, working with Joe and Maggie Delport, uh, some of the finest people that we are privileged to know. And we know that God's going to do incredible things through you, Whitney. And we're excited. We are, we are delighted to partner with you in prayer. And to partner with you in our financial support as God enables us to do that. And I thought about Isaiah when I was getting ready to record this message. It was in the time when King Uzziah died. And it was a, a very turbulent season. And Isaiah prayed, Lord, here I am, send me. And, and in the midst of all that turbulence and that unsettling time, that uncertain time, and God sent an angel with a coal of fire from his altar to touch his lips so that Isaiah could be his mouthpiece. So here we are. We're in a very turbulent, uncertain time in our world, and people are afraid. People are filled with fear, just like you used to be. And now you have already prayed years ago, Lord, here I am, send me. And I believe, we believe, that God has anointed your heart and your lips with fire from his altar. And he's going to use you to be a powerful mouthpiece and a powerful warrior to advance his kingdom. So we pray God's richest blessings over you, Whitney, over your family. We appreciate all of you. We love you. And in closing, I want to pray over you what I know that I've prayed several times before. Whitney, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. We can't wait to hear the great reports of what God is doing in you and through you. God bless you, Whitney, and your family. Grace and peace. Amen. Amen. And for those of you unaware, that's uh, one of the former pastors of this church. Uh, was here during uh, Whitney's younger years. 
and uh, Pastor Andy Bird. Uh, I want to share some scripture with you this morning. Following This is just following the resurrection of Jesus. He's meeting with his 11 remaining disciples. And in Matthew chapter 28, found in the 18th uh, through the 20th verses, we find that Jesus charges those 11 with these words. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. And he concludes that with amen, giving it finality and emphasis, if you would. So Whitney is meeting that charge today. But then when we find, we look shortly after that point, there were, uh, there, after the transfiguration, there were 72 others that were commissioned to be laborers in the field, which models for us that it was not only just that small group of 11, but it's many others that, that the Lord is still calling into those field of ministry. And it's there, and it has found in Luke chapter 10, that Jesus said, The harvest truly is great. But the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money, bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Twice in Scripture, Jesus taught the principle of while many are called... Few are chosen. So while God is no respecter of persons, there are those that can and will receive calls of ministry that are exceptional in nature. Many people, many of you in this room, whether family, friends, or church family, many of you have sown into Whitney's life over the years. You will reap part of the blessing, part of the harvest will be yours that she will reap. We're going to hear from a couple more uh, influential people in uh, Whitney's past. We were going to a video first of a one of the former youth pastors here at the church that now resides all the way out in Texas. Kelly is going to speak to us. Whitney, it's Kelly here. I was contacted to help make a video and send you off to South Africa. Of course, this is not the first time you've been sent off somewhere. And you've been called for quite a while, but this is just another step in the journey of your calling. You know, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that you first walked into youth group. You were so small, so shy, um, especially when you compared yourself to all the others that were there. But you know, God uh, made you a giant in the spirit. You're no longer a little girl who's afraid of the dark. Uh, you're a light that wants to shine in the dark places. You know, it's because of this that God's brought you to this point. It's time for new horizons, new adventures, new successes, even some failures and mistakes along the way. But, but you know, God's going to be with you. And yeah, you're going to face some scary stuff. You're going to face new people, uh, new faces. They're going to be dark. Sometimes they'll feel like giants compared to you. Um, but God is with you. You don't have to listen to voices uh, around you tell you what you can or can't accomplish. The only voice you need to listen to is the Lord's. 
uh, He's with you and He's seeking to fulfill His purposes in you and through you. Be brave. Be courageous. Be a world changer. You know, I want to read to you a verse from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Let me read it right here. It says, Therefore, we also pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasures of His goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you in Him according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Whitney, I'm praying that the, that God would work uh, through you in power. Uh, that your faith would increase mightily. My prayers go with you, and I believe that God's going to do great things, and that yes, you are a world changer. So enjoy this moment, enjoy your family, uh, enjoy the adventure that's ahead of you, and go out there and be a light. Right. Right. Amen. We're going to ask Alicia to come and uh, uh, to share. She'll be on yellow, Warren. Hey Whitney, um, you you were always a joy to have in youth. Um, so much so that your uh, your laughter, your bubbly laughter, was contagious, and we nicknamed nicknamed you Giggles. Um, I remember in youth, um, one lesson we had, we were talking about spiritual gifts, and we did like the survey. I had everyone do a survey and. Uh, Thing with yours is uh, you clearly had a strong connection with missions after you took the survey and uh, you were hesitant about talking about it with me but then as we were talking I remember you just you know you could see excitement in your eyes and just wonder on what if um, and look look where we are today um I'm very happy that you're courageous enough to pursue this. Um, Romans 15:13 says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." Just want you to know, I love you. I'm proud of you, and I know you'll do great things for God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So she comes from a small girl to a teenager into a young college student and into a intern and now she's full-fledged missionary. The extraordinary callings of God that I spoke about just before these last two or the video and Alicia's uh, comments uh, let me say something about those callings. These extraordinary callings of God, they're really not to be envied at all, nor should they be taken in vain. That almost sounds like a uh, another ceremony that I often use. But, but the reality of it is the calling of God is not simply based on mere talents or abilities. We all have those, but rather it's a divine anointing. I believe Whitney, along with uh, Pastor Andy and Kelly and Alicia and many others, that God is God has placed a specific anointing over your life, and that's not unusual. Uh, 
he's made those appointments throughout history. We saw those appointments with King Saul and King David and uh, and others, Elijah, Elijah and Elisha. They're intricately planned by God, and they're they're planned for the furtherance of His kingdom. Uh, so Whitney is just one of those vessels that's been chosen to do an extraordinary work. And that work has already, as it was been said, taken her to many nations over the past years, even though she's very young. But it's now accelerating. She's headed to South Africa and uh, probably well beyond there. Be careful if you go to Mozambique. That's an inside joke between Sarah and myself and you. Uh, so as she goes to these nations, uh, it's taken even greater commitment. A ministry commitment, and that's a commitment that follows the Scripture. The Scripture that says, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. See, that's a difficult part of ministry for a lot of us, for most of us. It's when it comes down to that point that we have to deny ourselves, or maybe even that we're denying our family. We feel that way, but in reality, we're not denying ourselves and we're not denying our family because the greatest thing that we can do in the world, and Whitney, the greatest thing that you have done and will do in the world is to follow kingdom purpose. Kingdom purpose is is going to cause you to be blessed. Kingdom purpose is going to cause your family to be blessed. We're going to hear just a little bit more about that later this morning. I've asked Latrissa to come. She's the missions director here at Voice of Praise Worship Center, and she's going to share uh, some uh, admonitions as our missions director. So, uh, Miss Latricia, if you will uh, share with us, please. When Pastor asked me to say something today, my mind went back to when you were a missionette. And we, Rick and I were itinerating, and we came to one of the lessons and did a presentation on bishops. And one of the things our missionary, Judy Perez, had given us was some Mexican chocolate. you remember that? But she, you were brave, and you tried it. <laughs> Maybe that was your first taste of missions. <laughs> Brother Andy got my scripture when he said, uh, was talking about Isaiah. Uh, in chapter 6, he said, God was asking for a willing person to go to Israel to declare his judgment for the present and hope for the future. Isaiah volunteered boldly. says, Here am I. Send me. But he didn't think he was qualified. And he confessed earlier, I'm a man of unclean lips. But he responded willingly because he witnessed God's holiness and recognized his own sinfulness and received his cleansing. Like Isaiah, Whitney has said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. She is but one. But she is one. She cannot do everything, but she can do something. What she can do, she ought to do. And what she ought to do by God's grace, she will do. The things we do, the things we say, will lead someone aright or astray. So the things we do should be the best, and the things we say should be to bless. 
Loving kindness has led more people to Christ than education or fluency in language or enthusiasm or passion. Just loving kindness does most. The most important thing that I could encourage you today is to listen to your seasoned missionaries. Brother Joe and Sister Maggie are a wealth of information and knowledge. They've been in the mission field for years. Ask them questions. They're willing to impart in you and the other girls their wisdom. Do what they say and you will be blessed because they're doing it in love. Most of all, be yourself. Pace yourself. You're not going to learn everything in a day, a week, a month, or even a year. But it's a continual process. You learn something new every day. And you're going to goof up. We all do. But remember, just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to hear some uh, from some others by video. Before we go into this next video, let me uh, let me say that it is an honor to have the first lady of of the Appalachian Conference here with us, Kathy uh, Mathena. And uh, the bishop couldn't be here today because of other obligations, but it's certainly a joy to have her. And uh, so the 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 legend goes, the legend of Whitney Browning goes that. They did not know what to name her, so I think Preston, and I should say the bishop, I think the bishop and Kathy, former pastors here, they came up with your name. So if you don't like it, it's not your mom and dad's fault. You know, it's uh, it belo- that belongs. But Kathy, thank you for joining us today. We want to hear now from the uh, missions director of the Appalachian Conference, Larry Metters, as he brings a uh, an admonition uh, from the conference with me. Hello, Voice of Praise. It's great to be here by video. Hello, Whitney and family. I'm so sorry I could not be here for the special sending service for you, Whitney. But I did want to send you a few good words that's in my heart this morning. And uh, also to speak blessing of your life. First of all, as a mission director, I'm just so extremely proud of you, Whitney. And I'm thankful for your home church, Voice of Praise, for the, the great uh, missional heart that they have. Thank you, Pastor N.R., for your uh, vision, your commitment to the Great Commission. And uh, here we are, Whitney, you're set on go. Uh, and as the Appalachian Conference looks to you, all I can say is we're just so proud of you and so thankful for your commitment to God and how that, that exudes from you. And um, as we look into this new century of sending, which you're making history, Whitney, 101 years of sending this year. And so you're the first one that we're sending out uh, from Voice of Praise, from the Appalachian Conference, from the IPHC, uh, here in 101 years of sending missionaries from our conference. So you're making history. But not only that, you're just an example and a leader as well, Whitney. You know, as a mission director, I am proud of you and I'm thankful for this church, all the churches and the conference that are supporting you. They're praying for you as you get ready to take off for South Africa. But I was thinking as a dad, too, 
Uh, I've sent uh, a daughter to Africa on two different occasions. Uh, I've sent a son to Iraq twice with the Marines and sent a son on missions in Europe for 10 years now. So I, I do have an understanding of this moment and what it means to your family, what it means to your friends. And this is what I can say to them and to you, is that the best place to be in your life is in the center of God's will. And I'm certainly trusting that uh, you've pursued that and, and you're launching in the center of God's will. And as you do, um, blessings are going to be upon you. Peace is going to be upon your family uh, as we daily pray for you. I remember meeting you at Montcalm, that first district Great Commission meal. When you came in with your mom, I thought, hmm, we'll see how this timid young lady does. But the moment that uh, you begin to speak, um, I knew that God had called you. And I knew that He put in your heart destiny. The scripture that comes to mind is Ecclesiastes 3.11. He said that God has put eternity in our hearts. If you want to understand what that means, it's it's as if there's a compass. Uh, a compass always points true north. A heart given to God points toward God. Eternity is set in our hearts. God has set in our hearts the true north. And so as you embark upon this next level of your journey, this next stage of your journey, Whitney. Always keep pointing true north to God. Uh, my prayer is that He's going to use you to point so many to Jesus Christ. Use you as an example, uh, not only for this generation of missionaries that are following you, but those that you will come into contact with. God is going to use you in a mighty way to keep pointing north. There's destiny in your heart and you're pursuing it. That's what I admire about you, Whitney, is uh, you, you locked on to God's will and you're tenaciously pursuing that. And uh, I'm thankful for that commitment. And it is an example to us all. And so, Father, I pray blessings upon Whitney as she begins to launch out into this new stage of ministry. I ask God blessing upon her. Go before her. Give her favor as a shield about her, as you say in Psalms chapter 5. I pray, God, that you just anoint her feet with the gospel of good news as she takes it to the nations. I pray, God, for her family, that they'll have the peace of God that will surround them. And that, God, that you'll go with Whitney and her team and compass about them and keep them uh, safe. Bless the church, voice of praise for their giving and for their commitment to the Great Commission. God bless you. Thank you for this time to share with you. Amen. Amen. So we, we appreciate our conference. And Whitney, I wanted you to know that you not only have your church behind you, but you have your conference behind you. We're also going to hear from a, a the, the uh, upper level of the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. We're going to hear, uh, and we'll play these videos in succession. The first one will be from uh, Bishop Tal Gardner. And uh, he's he's director of world missions at the general level. And then we also are going to hear from Dr. Terry Trammell, which is uh, like second in command 
to world missions at the general level. So uh, both of these great men of God, great leaders in our denomination, has uh, they speak. I want you to know that you also have not only a church and a conference of people, but you have a large movement, the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, standing behind you. Pastor Taylor, thank you for this privileged opportunity of saying goodbye to Whitney. This is a special occasion, not only for you and the congregation there in a Blue Well Voice of Praise in West Virginia, but also for World Missions Ministries. Uh, Whitney, I congratulate you on completing the process. You've excelled as a missionary in your itineration phase, but now you go into the ministry phase, and you're going for your first full-time field assignment. And what a tremendous opportunity awaits you there in South Africa. As you know, you're going to my hometown, the place where I was born, Krugersdorp, South Africa. So I... Uh, have a double interest in your well-being and the place of your assignment. So, with me as you go, we pray God's abundant blessings on you. I know you're going to excel. You're a highly anointed and favored young lady, and you've applied yourself. You've made yourself available now. And as you go, God will prove his faithfulness to you. Remember everything that you've learned. You've had great mentoring and tutelage from your parents, Scott and Pamela, and the family that you've been a part of, and then your church family there that that you've been a part of, and then the Awakening family and World Missions Ministries family here. So God has anointed and prepared and equipped you with everything that you need. You're a reservoir waiting to be poured out now. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing great reports. You're going to be in good hands with Joe and Maggie Delport, some of our finest missionaries that we have serving anywhere in the world. So uh, I know this is going to be a, a good season of ministry and, and ministry opportunity for you. Let me just thank Pastor Taylor. Thank you and the congregation there at Blue Well Voice of Praise. Uh, this is a part of your heritage and legacy as a church. And so I commend you. Uh, I wish we had more churches that were sending and calling churches. And uh, I know you're going to be faithful in your continued financial support of Whitney. But right now, Whitney and her parents are going to need your emotional support. They're going to need constant encouragement. Uh, they're also going to need your prayer support probably more than anything else as she steps out in faith to begin this new uh, season of her life and ministry. So thank you, first of all, for praying her, for undergirding her. Don't forget about Scott and Pamela. This is a awfully stressful situation as they say goodbye and uh, release her. Uh, we've all been parents, and those of you that are parents and when you send your children out, uh, always a little apprehensive. You do it in faith. Sometimes you're glad to see them go, but uh, you do begin to miss them after a day or two. But in this case, you know, none of us really have had to send them 10,000 miles uh, yet. Uh, but what a blessing, uh, Scott and Pamela, for you and uh, your family. And uh, you're highly favored because of Whitney and, and the powerful anointing that resides and rests in her. So pray your pray God's abundant blessings on, on you as she goes. Again, thank you all. Whitney, I'm proud of you. I'm actually planning to be in Krugerstorp. 
in South Africa this coming December, so I hope I get to see you. If you have any favorite snacks that you've left behind or that you uh, can't do without, if you let your mom and dad know or let me know, uh, I'll be sure to pack them with me and bring them over there so that uh, you can have those. I know most people that go to the field, uh, they miss Dr. Pepper. I don't know if you even like Dr. Pepper. I think in the back of my mind you were a little too healthy. You were one of these health nuts we have around here, and you you didn't drink a lot of soda pop. But most people miss Dr. Pepper. So <laughs> if you want some, I'll try to smuggle some in for you. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you out there. And know that I'm so proud of you. You have just done so well. And what a privilege it is for me to be able to serve you and serve your vision. And I pray God's abundant blessings on you. God bless you. Take care. Well done. That is something that every one of us want to hear the Lord say at the end of our journey. But Whitney Browning, your World Missions Ministries family is not waiting till the end to say well done. We salute you with those words today. You've been an exemplary candidate and everything you've done to this point has been a model for others to follow. And we believe the very best is still yet to come for you as you prepare to go to the field. Thank you, Pastor N.R. Taylor and Voices of Praise Church for raising up a missionary like this from your own ranks. Thank you for flying the flags when she as a little girl could see them and began to open her heart for the Lord to deal with about missions at a tender age. And thank you mom and dad and siblings for raising such a a daughter as this. I've long contended that the greatest missions givers are not those who give thousands or hundreds of dollars, but it's moms and dads who gives sons and daughters. The Lord is going to be with Whitney, and the Lord's going to be with you as well. And heaven alone will reveal throughout eternity all that is accomplished because of the faithfulness of this missionary and this church. May the Lord bless you always is our prayer. small army of people that are uh, around you. Uh, the plane's not big enough to hold us all. We know that. But someday some of us are going to be over there to see you. And uh, maybe maybe sooner than later. But we look forward to that day. So we're humbled, yet we're proud. Okay? We're humbled, but yet proud. I know that that's a sort of a contradiction of terms. Uh, but you're part of this body. And you always will be part of this church body. And wherever you go, uh, on the continent of Africa or anywhere else, you're always going to be a voice appraiser. And you're part of this body. But we know that we, we must release you. And that's what this morning's service is about. So we can't go with you physically, but we are committing to stand with you prayerfully. And of course, financially, in any other way that we possibly can. In fact... Uh, we're going to raise an Ebenezer. What's an Ebenezer? Well, you find an Ebenezer, if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 12, you'll find that when Samuel, Samuel took a stone, and in the Scripture, I'll actually read it to you. It says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer. 
You didn't know stones had names, did you? But he called that name, he called that stone Ebenezer. And Ebenezer meaning, thus far the Lord has helped us. And we have helped you, we will continue to help you, but we do realize transition is about to, uh, to occur. The other day on the phone, uh, I spoke with you and I had already been in private conversation with your mom. And I asked you the question of, Whitney, what would you say described you? And you began to give me some answers. Uh, one of the answers I had already thought about and so had your mother. Uh, so this morning, we are, uh, we're going to unveil an Ebenezer. Now, this is not an idol for worship by any means at all. But it is here to remind us, just like the stone that Samuel set up between Mizpah and Shen, this is a reminder to us that you are out on the field. And it's also going to be a reminder of the commitment. Today's almost like a marriage. We're making that commitment to stay with you. So this Ebenezer that we created, I'll get my Vanna White to come up here and help me. This Ebenezer we're going to place in the middle of the missions table. Yes, let's do that. For sake of eyesight. This Ebenezer we're going to place in the missions display out in the foyer. Step back here. And uh, this is going to remind us of Whitney. Okay? This, this Ebenezer consists of the sheet music... To worship you, I live. It has a ink pen because of her love of writing. It has ink pens from both the World Missions Department of the Pentecostal Holiness Church and on those trusty voice of praise ink pens. And it also has this soccer ball because if you know much about Whitney, she has a love for soccer. Help pay her college. Amen, Dad? You know, and what? But what we're going to do? We're going to take this. We're going to take this Ebenezer into the uh, fellowship hall just in a few minutes from now, and I'm going to ask you to uh, carefully join with us. Sarah and I have already written on the side of this ball. Uh, our pr- praying for you, praying, believing for many souls, love and prayers, Pastor and Sarah. I'm going to ask every one of you that are willing to agree with us to pray, maybe even financially support Whitney, just for a, a, uh, a opportunity to let her know and to remind us as the days and years go by that we're standing with Whitney. I want you to sign this ball as well. And then we're going to keep it here. Someday it will be yours, but not for a while, okay? Not for a while. So, so that, that is going to be our Ebenezer. That's going to remind us of you every time we walk through the doors of those, this church building. Even when strangers walk in and they begin to look, they say, what's the soccer ball for? It's going to say, it's for one of us that is on the other side of the world. So not only are we going to set up this Ebenezer, but my, my vision was today that we would all come together and we would lay hands on you and anoint you. But because of the uptick in COVID, and uh, we're not going to do it that way this morning. So I begin to think on a way to substitute uh, anointing and laying on of hands. And I thought, what better way to do that 
than for us to take communion with you this morning. So I trust that everybody in this room received a communion cup. And uh, if you didn't, if you'll just slip your hand up, we'll make sure we got we have one right back on the back that did not uh, that did not receive one, Miss Shirley. Yeah, just hold your hand up if you didn't receive a communion cup this morning, and if uh, if you need assistance, and sometimes these things are a little hard to open, but if you need some assistance, by all means, uh, don't be afraid or fearful of asking somebody to help you with it. We want to take communion with you, Whitney. Uh, because communion speaks of community. That's the root word. Communion speaks of community. It speaks of us being in one body, one mind, and one of, and one accord. Because we are the body of Christ. Some of us are hands, some of us, some of us are our feet, some of us are eyes and ears. And in uh, some manner of speaking, you're, uh, you're going to be versatile. You're going to be meeting a lot of those, uh, a lot of that criteria as you begin this new journey. So if everybody has your communion set with you, I'm going to ask you to open it. And as we, uh, as we begin to think about taking communion, I want us to think about the words of Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ because there is one loaf? We who are many are one body, for we all share of one loaf. Yes, you're going alone, but no, you're not alone. We're with you. We're with you. But more importantly, God is with you. And I think you know that. I think you're very confident of that. But there may be times when... You know, you waver. Your mind wavers. There may be, there may be a time that you begin to, to get discouraged. It's going to be a tremendous transition. But always remember, we're here. And thank God, we have not just Skype anymore. We have all these nifty FaceTimes and all this stuff. So it's not like being in person, but we're just a few clicks or touches on a screen away from one another. So, uh, we're with you. But today, I want you to join with me as we participate in communion with Whitney. I want you to take in your hand the wafer, the body of Christ. I want you to remember that, yes, we are one body. We're made one body through and by the Lord Jesus Christ. I usually break my wafer between my fingers because it reminds me of the brokenness that Christ had for us. And... This brokenness that he had for us is the same brokenness that he had for people all over the world. People that Whitney will encounter. People that voice the extended ministries of this church, of Voice of Praise, will encounter through Whitney. So this morning, I want you to join with me in giving thanksgiving to the Lord for his body. Father, we thank you for your body that is broken. Uh, broken for us, Lord Jesus, for our transgressions, for our iniquities, but not only us, but for all of humanity. God, I thank you that, Lord, that there are people that are stepping up to the plate every single day. People just like Whitney. Lord, lets us know that the church is not dead. The church is not through. There's still people, right, right, that are being raised up to go into the whited fields of harvest, Lord. And, Lord, we know that you will 
Give them, Lord, that anointing to glean and to bring in every soul that that would be saved. So, Lord, today we thank you for your body. We thank you for, for the fact that it brings us together. And today, Lord, we stand in solidarity as the body of Christ with this young lady as she goes forth into the field. I'm going to ask you to just take the bread and eat as far as the body of Christ. You also have in your possession the cup. The cup represents the blood of Jesus Christ. We know the, we know the scripture, most of us, that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. But we also know that the blood in the, in the Passover, the blood was the protective arm of God that protected the households of the Israelites when the death angel comes through. Uh, Whitney, I believe the blood of Jesus is going to keep you. I believe it is all powerful. It's all keeping and it will keep you. Not only will it keep you, but it will keep, uh, Pam and Scott, Chase and Heath, River and, and, and Reese and, uh, and, uh, Haley and Madison. It's going to keep your entire family. And the blood of Jesus on that Passover, first Passover, why could, why did God choose the blood? He chose the, he chose the blood because it would never be erased away. It would never be washed away. I actually saw a, uh, video not long ago that said that, uh, scientists, uh, archaeologists, if you would, have now found remnants of, of door frames or wood. And they said DNA testing shows that they're actually was uh, traces, DNA traces of blood still in the wood from the ancient doorways, the literal doorways of building. You see, the blood never goes away. The DNA never dies. It's always there. The blood of Jesus far exceeds the DNA of any man. The blood of Jesus is what's going to protect you and keep you. And this morning we stand with you in agreement with the blood of Jesus that all is going to be well with you as you go. Amen. Can you join with me in prayer? Father, as we come to you today, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the power that it brings, the power it gives, and I thank you for the salvation that we inherit through and by your shed blood. Today, as we partake of the blood, we stand in agreement, Lord, with the kingdom of God and with Whitney today that the blood of Jesus will watch out over her and keep her and protect her. Everywhere her foot trods, Lord, your blood will be with her, Lord Jesus. We stand in confidence and great hope of that. And Lord, we just worship you for your blood today. We thank you, Lord, for the words of the old song that the blood will never lose its power. Lord, from the highest mountain to the lowest valley, Lord, your blood is suffice. So I ask you to join with me in taking the cup today as we stand with Whitney. Amen. Whitney, we're with you. We're with you. God's got your back. We got your back. But I'm going to invite you to come up and to share with us for just a moment. I 
I've been um, admittedly extremely convicted over the whole course of, you know, transitioning from short-term ministry to full-time missions. And it's of this one thing, and it's the fact that when the missionaries, the first missionaries of the church were sent out, they weren't sent out as just individuals who said, oh, you know what, this looks really cool, let's go do this. But they were sent out by the church as an extension of the church, as an arm of the church, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to share the good news, to set captives free, to speak liberty, to speak healing, to speak power in the name of Jesus. And so today, I just, I humbly stand before you as, yes, a missionary who's being sent onto the field, but also as an individual that many of you have kept in the nursery, that many of you have taught as a child, taught as a child. I've come to you running in tears as I've needed help with different things. You've seen me go crazy in the hallways of this church when I'm super hyperactive because I don't know how to be toned down. You've also seen me just really work through some hard stuff. You've seen me as a teenager doubt the existence of God and walk through it knowing that he's alive. And then you've seen me journey into this this process of wanting and desiring so badly for everyone on earth to experience him the same way that I have. And so if there's one thing, well, maybe two things, that I would share with you this morning, it would be one thank you so much for partnering with me, for being the community that helped raise me. My mom and dad have done an amazing job, but every single one of you have been part of that community that has helped raise me. And then two, it would be my desire that none of us would live without knowing that Jesus is Christ and Savior and Lord of our lives. And so it's those two things that I would encourage you to walk in today. The thankfulness and gratefulness that I have for you. And then also the knowledge of the surpassing greatness, as Paul put it, of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. 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 Excited. I know it's a little bit uh, uh, topsy turvy. We're, we're excited yet. Uh, hey, well, before I get too old, I wanted to do one more missions project. It may it may end up it may end up being in uh, South Africa. Who knows? Uh, but uh, but anyway, we are with you, Whitney. Thank you so much. Let me say thank you to those who helped with today, those who did videos. You may be watching this service or, or the, and those who, my, my wife, of course, that's always so good to help me. Uh, and, uh, Vicki, Latrissa, Dave, Dave upstairs. We just kept throwing videos at Dave left and right. I want to thank everybody that helped make this, this morning. And I know this has been a little bit different than your average church service, but, I really felt it very necessarily, not only for you, Whitney, but for your family, because uh, we love all of you guys, and I, and we're going to help you in, in this time of transition. We don't want to be sad; we want to be excited for Whitney. Uh, and uh, I thought about as you were uh, alluding to as you grew up up and down the halls of this church. You know, believe it or not, uh, Sarah and I are soon. Uh, We'll soon be celebrating, just in a few weeks, our seventh anniversary here at Voice of Praise. That's hard to believe. We 
actually were somewhere with Vicky and Nathan a few weeks ago, and, and she said she introduced us to someone. Of course, we were eating. That's what we do best. And she said, this is our new pastor. I said, do you realize your new pastor's been there almost seven years? And, uh, you know, but... Uh, when we when we came here, we were very much in the middle of soccer at Bluefield College, and um, you know, and uh, so we got to experience the, a little bit of soccer life with you a, a, a time or two or three. And uh, but I have a bad habit of picking up uh, other people's lingo, if you would. I call Nathan Uncle Nathan a whole lot. I still call him Uncle Nathan a whole lot because that's what they all call him, Uncle Nathan. Well, they call Whitney Whitney baby. And after Whitney got older and she graduates college and, and a few times I found myself calling her Whitney baby and I said, I can't be calling her Whitney baby. She's a young lady. <laughs> Pastor can't be calling her Whitney baby. So, uh, but anyway, Whitney baby. We're with you, okay? You know, we are with you. Listen, so thanks again to everybody. Thank you for those of you that are attending. Thank you for our Facebook Live audience joining us today and uh, being with us. Whitney, Whitney hit the nail on the head. If you need Jesus, right now is a good time to be saved. You can look and say, in a world that... As crazy as it is right now, what in the what would compel some young lady that has a bright, bright future ahead of her to go to the other side of the world into uh, the continent of Africa and give begin to give the rest of her life over to ministry? Let me tell you what causes that. It's called the love of Jesus Christ. It's called the love of Jesus Christ. So today, if you're not saved, I just want you to bow your heads with me, whether you're in this room or watching my live video. And if you don't know that love, today you can know that love, that inspiration that Whitney has. I just want you to join with me in saying and praying, Jesus, today I want to be in love with you. Today I want to be driven with that love that Whitney is driven by. Today, forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me right with God. And allow me to have a compassion. Much like Whitney has. I receive your grace. And I receive your mercy today. It's free. And I accept that. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you really prayed that and you believe that, then according to the Scripture, we're saved. According to the Word, the written Word of God. Not what I say, but what the Word of God has written down. You're saved. So I pray that today has been a life-changing moment for you, wherever you're at, whether you're in this room or again watching live. And uh, just testify that you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Savior. We're going to say goodbye to our Facebook audience.